Hello everyone, me Gabe here from the After School Ball Podcast to telling you to please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. It really helps us out and boosts our viewership. Thank you very much for listening to the message, and let's get on with the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the After School Ball Podcast. I'm your host Gabe and everyone else here. Joaquin, hi. Jack. Jazz. Jazz. Hey. Uh, today our guest is... Known overachiever, what apparently what I've seen, face of Hog Middle School Instagram, Audrey Kuffner. How are you? I'm I'm great. I wouldn't know if I'm the face of the Hog Instagram. I see you almost every three posts. That's because I know who runs the Instagram. <laughs> That's true. I know who runs the Instagram, so I send my pictures in. Very nice. But uh, first thing, apparently you're chief editor of the yearbook. What what does that entail? Like, what do you do? So essentially we have, there's 13 people in your book total, including Ms. Parker and me. And there are six like managers or like lead editors. And out of those six, I'm not one of the six, I'm the seventh. I'm like the leader of all the leaders, but I'm not the boss. I have to just know what everyone's doing. I'm like a delegator. I make sure, and a communicator, I make sure everybody knows what they need to be doing and that they execute it. That's essentially what I do. Okay. Don't me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, I've seen you do things for Dr. Taylor as well. So, I, I was the stagehand, as was mentioned in last week's episode. So, I, I don't know the part of what it's like to be an actor, actor or actress. What was it like having to like memorize lines and having to deal with Dr. Taylor? <laughs> More than I did. Oh, um, wow. Wow. <laughs> it was Dr. Taylor, but if you're watching this, I am doing Great, you've just comedy. given us more work. Now we have to Great, yeah. thank you. My God, it's okay, gonna take so, um, <laughs> Well, I've been acting for a few years. I don't do like the main stuff like hits or anything or um tuts. I really just do it because it's fun you know it's like you're creating a separate persona and a lot of people think that memorizing lines is really hard but it's like it's like memorizing a song if you hear it over and over and over again it's just gonna stick with you you know Hmm. you have to rehearse like two hours every day it's (laughs) yeah it's like it's not hard because you're just saying it over and over and over again you're reading the same thing in your mind and out loud and just it just sticks you know and Dr. Taylor, I think, is a <laughs> she's she's good at what she does, but she has communication issues. And okay. No, I those don't. of you who don't know, <laughs> Dr. Taylor <laughs> is um is the school acting teacher. I don't know if she that's is. what you would call she her. She directs all the plays. Um, she does some of the music too because she plays piano. Um, it's just it's 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 difficult to work with her. She. Wait has an image in her mind and that's like the final image there's no other way it can be done there's no room for like improvement this is how it is that's and how, this it is how is. it will be mm-hmm. wait audrey yeah. since you were like an actor in theater and stuff did y'all have to do like voices like accents very nice if y'all were but doing uh characters? so i've known you for three years i've seen you do a lot of things i've seen you a lot on the instagram i've seen you like everywhere on the school doing stuff and when i say you're an overseer i mean it as a compliment what what makes you want to do all these things and involve yourself in the school this much? Um, I don't know. I guess growing up where I grew up and going to the elementary school I did 
which is a school that was like 95% white. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> Jack went to Travis too. And, um, yeah. Oh, I'm from and, walking uh, distance just, of Travis. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's like when you're, when you live in that, it's like a pressure cooker, sort of. You live, you live in this world where it's like, if you get a 95, you failed. Right. And I would not survive in that world. If you, if you get a 95, you failed. If, if you don't do this, like you're, you're a nothing. If you, if you aren't known, <laughs> if nobody knows who you are, you like don't exist. So it's like one big popularity contest. It, it is essentially one big popularity contest. And I guess just living in that, and it just kind of made me like a little bit insane. <laughs> And it made me get this idea in my mind that if I don't do anything, I am a nobody. And so I guess when I came into sixth grade, I still had that in my mind, but I saw that that's, you didn't have to do that to be somebody, you know? And so, but you know, my interests are still there, you know? I still like doing it. I just know that I don't have to. Hmm. Interesting, well, I always did wonder that. Like I also seen your grades. Like that that explains like all the Wait, you saw her grades? Yeah. yeah. How did you see my grades? You showed me. to the grade book and checked oh, it. I did. I showed him <laughs> I showed him I showed him my report card. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, why? And, uh, we were we were all showing them in homeroom. Her lowest grade was like a 93. Oh, what the heck? Oh man. Oh, I just had a horrible <laughs> audio issue because right. my camera uh, shut off. I'm out. Bye bye, guys. Yeah, no, like I'm done. Just, just, no, <laughs> a low grade to me is like a 70. I have like a, I think I have a 50 in a class right now. So I'm doing good. Oh, wait, we're talking <laughs> about grades. Sorry about that, everyone. We got a bit off topic, but let's get back to it. So, as you said earlier, it's a bit difficult to work with Dr. Taylor. And I don't remember if you took part in a lot of the stage handing things. What do you think? Like what? What do you think it is at, from a stagehand perspective? Because obviously, Doctor Taylor what, what didn't get the happiest with us too. Because we're up there, we're out of sight, mm -hmm. and it's easier easier for to for well, her. So obviously, it's different perspectives from stagehands and actresses or actors. Mm -hmm. So you obviously know the perspective from an actress having to deal with her on the front lines like that. Mm -hmm. And obviously you weren't, I don't remember you being I a was stage, stage manager. Stage manager, correct. Yeah, so I did I did work behind the scenes somehow. Essentially a stage manager is, is like the stage equivalent, kind of like the editor in chief, right? I'm not the boss, but I know where everybody is. I tell, I don't tell them what to do, but I make sure they know what they're doing. And I, I communicate it clearly that that is what they need to do, right? And so I did that for the UIL play and the second play, that, that was like the murder mystery i think that no the second play was the christmas play that i had like five roles in and it was very very hard yeah that was ridiculous yeah i've seen some of the stuff you do what is it like to take on like i said it's easy like, remembering a song mm -hmm. what happens when you have to start memorizing five or six different songs all at once and not get those lines like mixed up with others or characters mixed in with others mm -hmm. is it hard or to use it a bit easier it's I feel like you have to do it a certain way to make it easier. The way Dr. Taylor did it is that every day you started from scene one. You started at the first page. You never started where you left off. So like 
sometimes it would take us like a whole week to actually finish the play. Like, like to when we're first reading it, it's that's called like a cold read. So you first read it, then you read it all the way through. But you know, sometimes you don't get there because you know everyone's saying their lines and whatever. But you never finish it, right? So then it's like the next day you think you'd come back and finish it, but no, you start over from the beginning. Yeah. So the way she does it, it's a little, it's a little weird because it's like you don't really don't know how it's gonna end. And so she does it like that. But I feel like what I used to do at home is I would practice. If I had a long paragraph, I would memorize that first. Because it's that's like your whole like a little monologue, right? But if it really helps is when you're engaging with other people. Like if you know your lines or semi or you know like the topic of your line, that's when you can like kind of bounce off and like get that spark in your head of what you're supposed to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh well. I know I can never do that. I can barely remember lyrics to a song, even if I've listened to it for an entire day on repeat. Oh. Um, before we move into our next uh, topic, does anyone else have any questions? I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a severe case of stage fright? Because as you know, middle school, from elementary school plays to middle school plays, it's not where you could just... <clears throat> have a cut in the show and the parents just are awe-inspired that their five-year-old just did something like that it's where some parents perform very well so have you ever had a bad case of stage fright yeah i i really i i usually get you know like the jitters right before what i tell myself to do is to not look at the audience you never never look at the audience what i like about the theater especially at hog is when it's like showtime, the entire audience is like blacked out. You can't see them. You can barely see the front row, right? So all you can really see is like, you know, the stage hands at the top and the exit sign. And so what I always tell everybody is just look at the exit sign. Don't look anywhere else because if you just look at the exit sign, you're just performing in front of yourself, performing in front of nobody else. Because if you look and you look for your mom and you look for your dad or your sister or your friend or whatever, that's when it like really hits you like, I'm doing this, I'm in front of people, and if I mess up, I'm gonna like, people are gonna laugh. And that has happened before, right? We were doing, I think it was like our dress rehearsal for our UAL play, and we had like, you know, teachers come in to watch us. And I saw a teacher I knew, and I got like so scared, and I screwed up a line, like a really big line, and I said it like completely backwards, and everybody just kind of laughed and snickered, and I'm just like, did I say that? And I got a little shaky, you know, and I just had to leave the stage and let the other person take in for me because I couldn't do it. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, one thing is actually, before I came to Gregory Lincoln, I was in the theater program as a stagehand in my elementary school, Gregory Lincoln, because mm-hmm. I will never be an actor. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just not my kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I actually came here to do an UIL meeting mm-hmm. and uh, I saw it, it was pretty cool. Did you ever feel like you didn't enjoy as much being an actress or did you enjoy being a stagehand better, like being out of sight and doing all the cool or managing all the people who do this cool stuff behind the scenes, like all the wiring, all the lights, all the cleaning of the lights, replacing them, trying to make sure everything goes smoothly. What would you say you enjoyed a bit more? I love, I love acting, but I really, really liked managing. I was, I thought that was so fun and like handling the spotlights, like, (laughs) 
it's it so it's, it, it it really does burn you have to like hold it like right and you have i i put my sleeves up when i hold it yeah mm -hmm. or else like you might like you start get, like, going asleep and then yeah yeah no that that hurts it um, burns a lot but it's i think it's like the same amount of excitement but it, like doing the thing but it's just like the feeling that like people like the show would be nothing without the actors yes but the actors would be nothing without the show yeah like, like with the lights if the lighting isn't right it like kind of ruins a whole scene you know so it's like it's stressful to have that pressure on you but at the same time it's like once you get it down you got it down you know yeah uh now i've seen this a lot like a lot of the people in theater are really really close friends who've known each other for from anywhere from like since kindergarten have been like like lifelong friends mm -hmm. or people who have met that year mm -hmm would you say you have like you felt included in that kind of thing or are you kind of like out there at the beginning when i was in sixth grade everyone there was a lot of sixth graders my first year oh, yeah. and the seventh graders and eighth graders totally hated us and it was totally yeah. a thing and that's where it really happened when the eighth graders and seventh graders did not hang out with the sixth graders so the sixth graders created this like community community and at first i was totally part of this community because i knew everybody yeah, well, not everybody, but you know, you didn't have to know everybody because everybody was just super nice. And I know that that's like said a lot and that's like a cliche thing to say, but everybody was actually oh really nice in the sixth graders, at least. Eighth graders, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> that's where our stage hands come in and then get away from everyone else. Yeah. And so um, at first I totally was, but then, you know, more people joined, you know, fights, sparks, arguments happened. Of ridiculous stuff too but you know because she got the role she wanted you know it's like and it, it just kind of broke apart and i just kind of drifted away from it you know hm. and then i came back i didn't do the musical and there was I a musical regret not doing it but I, when i did that the people who i was friends with in the theater community they never talked to me right so it's like we're besties yay but then you leave and you still go to the same school, you see each other every day, you even have a class with them and you sit right next to them, but they don't talk to you because you're not, you're not there. That got really specific. Yeah. That hit hard. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's really specific, Audrey. Welcome to the real world, kids. Stay <laughs> 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 in elementary for your own sake. No. Y'all are funny. <laughs> oh my. Thanks, but uh, but it's bad, just bad. Yeah. It kind of sucked. Yeah, it sucks, but content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll still be friends with a few of them, you know. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, some of them I have known for longer than theater, right? Yes, and you know that they'll always be that bond, right? And then others, you know, I knew in theater, but they left theater too. And yeah. they're just, we have that, you know, bond as well, right? It's like, yeah. peace out, Dr. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I left in uh, seventh grade due to, uh, I think, during the second play, second or third one, due to, uh, like, disagreeing a lot. And I, I it was just kind of a weird experience. I don't really mm -hmm. like it. But, uh, like, as you see more and more like sixth and seventh graders maybe like take interest in it like i've mm -hmm. walked past the class i see a lot of people in there mm -hmm. like i see more people in there than i do in like some of my other classes i think my biggest class is my band class and even then like almost everyone else like 
two thirds of the class is still online. What do you, do you think it's kind of like a similar experience where the seventh and eighth graders kind of band together against sixth graders? Or do you think that's kind of was your sixth grade year specific and it's not really happening as much now because that's what the sixth year sixth grader experience was? We made a pact as sixth graders to not let that happen to a seventh graders um, when we were seventh graders. Um, but you know, then again, a few of us forgot. I left, right? Um, and then, but you know, I wanted to do the UIL play again in seventh grade. So I came back and this is the same time my volleyball tryouts were going on. So I told Dr. Taylor, I was like, I'm gonna audition for this play and I'm gonna try out for the team. But if I make the team, I'm not gonna do the play. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've done theater. I did the UIL play. I enjoyed it, but I need to try something different maybe. And I remember there was like, I think twice the number of sixth graders than was last year, right? So there was like maybe seven of us when our sixth grade year and there were like 14, yeah. 15, somewhere around there. And I totally wanted to be like, don't talk to them. They're ew, they're gross, they're nasty. <laughs> wow. Wow. But the thing made is, a pact, yeah, did you? Maybe. Uh, um, but also those sixth graders were like different breed of sixth graders. Uh, I thought they were seventh graders. Sixth graders <laughs> last year were tougher than us in a way. I know, right? Yeah. I just uh, you're not cool. Kids these days, you know. <laughs> the great the lowest totally thinks they're like all that. And I'm like, you're not all that. Yeah. Get that out of your head. I love seeing seventh graders tell sixth graders, dude, shut up, you're a sixth grader. Whenever I do that, my favorite thing to do is tell them, shut up, seventh grader. Right? We just walk past like some seventh grader bullying a sixth grader. And they're like, yeah, we're cooler than you. We're in seventh grade. And you walk by and you're just like, shut up. <laughs> Both of you. But shut you walk by. Ah, uh, those were the days. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Personally, I believe there's a somewhat of a hierarchy of students, you know? Mm -hmm. Like obviously above the students are the staff, but I think it was seventh graders at the bottom, sixth graders, and eighth grade. Now, it sounds weird, but my reasoning is in sixth grade, everything is new. This is cool. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a new school with possible new stuff, and it's nice to see. What does this like? Do? It's a cool experience. In seventh grade, you've seen all that. Nothing changes. You don't get any of the cool sports. Like a lot of people don't get in like the higher band programs, that stuff. So that's why I think seventh grade is the bottom because you have the, like, uh, it's almost no. But you can barely do anything. And seven is supposed to be a lucky number, too. Yeah. Oh, seventh grade, you're so. And yeah, but in eighth grade, I think that's the highest because you get like things like chemistry, you get chemistry. like all that really cool stuff, like all the really good sports as well, which is why they're at the top of the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. That so holds superiority via, via age. But uh, I think that wraps this topic up. Anyone have any questions? No, besides me saying one story, I remember the first day of school when we were seventh graders and i remember just seeing every sixth grader running around where's my class oh, <laughs> I love watching and then they'd be like so you're a seventh grader and i'm just like yeah and they're like so can i get like your autograph or something and i'm just like mm -mm. what i would do like they'd be like so hey where's mr mason's class i'm like i don't know i didn't have him last year i said that for almost every teacher that i did have it's funny to do <laughs> exactly because what can they do it's either they go ask a staff member or they ask like a seventh or eighth grader <laughs> it's so funny i remember teachers i remember teachers were insanely strict about which way you went up on the stairwell which i didn't know 
Oh and my I, God. I remember, I, I remember, I went the wrong way up the stairwell one time, and I think I bumped into, I, and then I think Miss. All right, really quickly before we continue, I'd like to say that these are just stories that we're sharing with the public. No disrespect to teachers, we all love you, and let's just continue. Luski saw me take one step, like up in the wrong direction, uh, and she got super mad and aggressive towards me. When I just took that single step up the staircase, I remember, and last, just started yelling at me. Chill out, it's just stairs. Yeah, oh. like I, I remember last year the teachers would have to block off the stairwells because we have Miss Aguilar, right? And over in that oh, yeah. corner is also Miss Yazelle and Miss Tran. Yazelle. Oh, so coming, so coming out of Spanish Love class, you either go the long way or you. Make a run for it and go there before Miss Yazelle catches you. Secret: If you're in French, there's two doorways. So when Miss Tran is looking, sneak out the back end and run to the line and act like you were in the table. She called, <laughs> and then make a run for it to the stairs. That's what I always did. That's what I did. And also Ms. another tip: never trust seventh graders, you sixth yeah. graders who are watching. No. Yeah, I remember my first week of um, sixth grade. I the bell had rung and I was on my way to the cafeteria because that's why you meant for theater. And no, I wasn't on my way there. I was on my way back. So school had been out for like 20 minutes. Yeah. But Miss Saluski was still in the hallway and I had my phone out and I was texting my mom. I was texting my mother and she goes, mother, help me. Away. You're not allowed There's to have that lady. out. And I'm like, I'm texting my mom. She goes, you can't have that out yet. You have to wait an hour. That's where Miss Saluski takes like pride in <laughs> hounding every student that walks by I mean, her room for like the least. I love Miss Saluski. I have her this year and she's great. That's a lot. That? No, oh. she's great. That's an absolute lie. You... No, that's a lie. <laughs> the yeah. trick to getting okay, on Miss Lucy's good side this is, gonna is be you, a have, lot. you have to do your work. And like, so, I know this is like so. what they always tell you, but listen to her the first time. Because if you don't, she, yes, she will hound you. She'll be like, nobody listens to me. Sorry, everybody. We had to take a quick break. We had some technical difficulties, but let's get back on track. So for our, our final topic today, I want to talk about the school. So you've been here for three years, same mm -hmm. as me. Mm -hmm. You see, same as all of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. same for all of us, really. And you've seen all the changes that have gone into the school. Obviously, mm -hmm. some of the more noticeable ones that have happened this year, but some of the more subtle ones also from like last year. So, over overall, what do you think one of the biggest changes to the school has been, not including these this COVID nineteen changes that have been made? Hmm. Um, biggest change. That was a really big change when um Miss Aldana. Garrick, our sixth grade year and that's where the hoodie rule came from that's where Garrick? a lot of the dress code came from that's where the hallways came from and every, that was a lot of the main rules was miss Garrick, right and they were they were not for our safety reasons they were more for like her personal preferences all right really quickly before we continue because i know you've heard enough from me uh i just need to say that the audio got corrupted for this and what we were talking about was the no hoodie rule but without further ado let's continue this out I feel like the hoodie roll is a little bit over the top, though. Like, she could have just said, like, don't put the hood on. But that would have gotten And that's, that's what a lot of people were used to, right? In, like, their elementary schools, right? And yeah, so just don't put Ms. the hood on and you're fine. Mm -hmm. So when Miss Aldania became principal, uh, she kind of, I feel like she kind of, like, tested the waters out with, like, what was okay, what she wanted to keep, you know? Right? We still didn't have the hoodie rule, but it, it became, like, a little less strict. I mean, in my defense, you know? I think the hoodie rule was kind of a good idea because uh all the school shootings and all that stuff yeah and yeah. that's 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 one of the reasons Michelle Garrick didn't want it right and just because people you know associated hoodies with gangs and 
Yeah. Right. You know, stuff like so, um, that. Yeah. But I think that was a big change, right? Yep. Mm hmm. Because now this year, and I think, yeah, I, right. She sent um, us journalism. People got to help out, like, write the dress code. She wanted, like, kids input and we gave it to her. Right. We got Holy. leggings this year. We can wear other jeans besides blue. You know, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me pulling up with black jeans like in our kids <laughs> no and it's like we still can't have rips and bling and whatever on them but yeah but it's whatever. a lot more loose than it was yeah you know Nobody it's, face it's pre-dress but with with a code you know yeah limitations yeah interesting well i think my final question before i hand it off to one of my co-hosts is uh well two final questions one what is probably one of the worst experiences you've had here to what is one of the best experiences you've had here? One of the best and one of the worst. Okay, let's start with the best because I have many, many bad situations at the school. So let's start with oh, the best. no. The best oh, one goodness. would have to be Miss Morgan's classroom. Woo! Wait, Miss Morgan? I, there was one day in Miss Morgan's class and Miss Morgan was just so tired she did not want to teach us <laughs> this was a day we had to take a test her test she made and she we came into the classroom fifth period and she just said no hi friends no. no no more tests go have fun we're not gonna learn today and so she was like i'm gonna play some music for y'all and we're gonna you know you're gonna review everything and she started playing some music and she was like so she put it on the, the screen you know there's some music videos and everyone just kind of Let's put in song Bomba. suggestions everyone just kind of put in song suggestions and she kept playing them and then eventually this just watching videos turned into a dance party and this dance party turned into no work and it was just like the whole period you have just changed so my opinion on Miss Morgan. I and I love her so much. I thought you were gonna like say Ms. that she Morgan fell asleep. That <laughs> she some days last year she would just be like, "No, we're not gonna do work today. I'm so tired. We're just not gonna do anything." I got oh, to eat yeah. lunch with her some days, and she would just like talk to me like a normal person. Nice. I remember. I, I remember. Her. I remember every time I'd see you stay. Uh, I think I stayed at lunch as well one time. Mm -hmm. And she straight up would just let us play on her phone for like the yeah. whole lunch period. Yeah. But uh, I think we're out of time because that's the second bell, and I gotta get home before my mom gets angry at me. Yeah, Thank I gotta you. go home. It's my mom's birthday. Yeah. Oh. Happy birthday. Well, Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank to you very Audrey's much all mom. for watching. Uh, I hope you all have a good day and night whenever you're watching this, and goodbye. Thank you, Audrey, for coming on to the podcast and letting us interrogate you. It was fun. <laughs> I want to be next. That's not okay to lie. All right. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great day or night whenever you're watching Bye. this. Bye. Bye. Bye.